The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Time right now, 8.17. Well, this morning we are joined by Dr. Craig McCabe, a local eye doctor here in our community to answer any eye-related questions or problems you may be having this morning. And you can call those questions in or text them to us at 615-893-1450. In fact, I uh, started asking for questions to be texted in a little bit earlier during Swap and Shop. Right now, again, Dr. Craig McCabe, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing great, Scott. I hope everybody's doing great today. We had a nice weekend. Our grass got a little bit of water. It wasn't quite as hot. It's not quite as hot today, so it's a good day, right? Absolutely. I think today the temperature is going to be in the upper 80s, but boy, by Friday, heat index of 105. Wow, wow. So check in on the elderly and those people working outside got to have lots of water. Uh, that's right. Wear a uh, ball cap or something to protect your head from the sun, but also protect your eyes from the sun. How important it is, is it to protect your eyes from the sun? You know, it's uh, getting to be more and more important as uh, people spend more time outside in the summertime. I'll tell you an interesting fact. Uh, I think we all, at least I think probably everybody over 40 knows someone or has someone in their family that has macular degeneration. And, you know, we hear the racial prevalence of certain diseases. For example, high cholesterol, high blood pressure is higher in uh, people of black race or uh, people of Hispanic descent. But for macular degeneration, it's just the opposite. It's Caucasians that have the greatest amount of that problem. And the reason that's thought to be is that we have lighter colored irises. The plural is actually irides, but everybody says irises, so I'll go with that to make it easy. So if you have blue or green or gray colored eyes, you've got a greater chance of developing macular degeneration. Whereas someone with heavily pigmented iris, people with very brown eyes, have some natural protection. And it's thought to be that that heavy pigment of the iris blocks some of the ultraviolet light that comes into our eye through the cornea. And people with lighter colored eyes have less protection because they've got less pigment blocking the light coming in so when you say how important is it to wear sunglasses it's important for several reasons it's important just to help block that uv light coming in and most sunglasses are 100 percent uva uvb blocking and if you have that you have helped yourself just with macular degeneration now, for other of us that are more concerned, maybe with the crow's feet, the wrinkles around our eyes, that comes from muscular contraction, 
such as squinting. And when you're out in the bright light, everybody squints unless they're wearing sunglasses. So in order to help prevent the development of wrinkles around your eyes that nobody likes as they get older, in order to decrease the risk of macular degeneration, just for the comfort, the better vision, the higher quality contrast vision that you get, yes, everyone should wear sunglasses when it's bright outside. Interesting. And it's interesting that those with certain colors of eyes experience more issues with macular degeneration. Right. Just like, uh, you know, people that are heavily pigmented skin, they have some natural protection against skin cancer, whereas those with fair skin don't. So that's one of the good things that the suntan lotion that we put on you know, and it, if you remember, it started at like 12, and then it went to like 20 SPF, and then 30, and really 50 is what you want to use now. That is uh, somewhat waterproof or water resistant, but just sweating, you don't have to be swimming, but just sweating, being outside in the heat, you need to reapply that suntan lotion after three or four hours. Yeah, it's very important to protect yourself from sun for sure, especially, you know, here in Tennessee where that sun beats down so hard. I, I mean, it is something that we all need to be thinking about daily. Right. And I would say, you know, as long as we're going along racial preferences, you know, the Asian race is probably one of the better ones at protecting their skin from the sun because they know this and they've been brought up knowing that they need that protection, whether it's large hats or they even wear umbrellas, you know, that they carry around to protect them from the sun. And that starts as a kid. And I remember when I was a kid, I ran out and I got sunburned all the time, especially <laughs> at the beginning of spring and summer, you know. I, I think we all have those memories. <laughs> much of an emphasis as it is now. Yeah, I, I think we all have those memories, especially at least one point or another. We can all name a time where we left the beach on summer vacation feeling miserable because we got way too much sun. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's nothing worse you can do for your vacation than turn into a lobster on the second day because the first day you weren't good about your suntan protection. I, I agree totally. <laughs> especially if you're on a cruise or something that really really ruins it well you know you just walk around like you're wearing you know a suit of armor or something you know you don't want to touch anything you don't want anybody to touch you it just uh you're hot all the time you're slathering yourself with moisturizer and lidocaine lotion and it just uh, ruins the enjoyment of the vacation so yeah so all these things are important uh you know the sun in the light rays which is the visible spectrum, you know, is light, is life-giving. Whether it's chlorophyll for plants that turn CO2 to oxygen that we need to breathe, but we have to protect ourselves. You know, there's always a yin and a yang. We have to protect ourselves from that UV light. Definitely. So again, Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor here in Murphy's Bro on the air with us this morning. And we do already have a text message. This one it says that they've called in before about this subject, droopy eyelids. They said, mine are actually getting worse, and it looks as if I'm tired all the time, but more so, it is irritating. It says, K 
Can Botox help with this, or is my doctor trying to suggest something to simply sell me on Botox? Okay, so let's distinguish it a little bit. So there's a word called ptosis, which means drooping. And you can have eyebrow ptosis, which results from your forehead skin losing its collagen elastin fibers, which all of our skin does with time. And it can cause the forehead to droop. And you may notice that because you don't have any wrinkles on your forehead and you're 60 years old. Well, that's not normal. There's a reason for that. And that's because gravity's winning there and it's pulling down on it. And that drooping can go down further and push your eyelids down somewhat on your eyes. And that can be a cause of droopy eyelids. But what you need to do for that is fix the forehead and the eyebrows. Or, and which is probably maybe a little bit more common, is you can have excess fat that surrounds the eyeball, but it moves to a different position. It moves forward into the eyelids and causes the eyelids to have those bulges in them. Those bulges are actually from the fat, which is a wonderful shock absorber for our eye, protects our eye, very needed, and that's that pushing forward where those septums or those tissues that keeps the fat back have weakened. And so it prolapses forward and causes a roll or a large bump of skin right above the eyelashes to go down and cover up the eyelashes. Now that drooping is called dermatocalasis, another big word, but let's just say droopy eyelids and droopy eyebrows. So if you have droopy eyebrows, sometimes that can be improved with a little bit of Botox. But the droopy eyelids, the blepharochalasis, cannot. So that needs uh, some kind of modification, a tightening of the skin, or depending on how much you have, surgery, which everybody calls an eyelid lift, or blepharoplasty, which removes that excess skin and fat and gives you a more youthful appearance, but also raises the eyelids up so you can see better. Now, if it raises it up enough to improve your vision, then that's a functional improvement. That's not just cosmetic. But if you have that prolapsed fat and skin that doesn't quite ride over the eyelashes, but you've got a bulge there, but it's not blocking your vision, that's purely cosmetic, not functional. And the difference is important because insurance pays for the functional improvement where it blocks your vision, but it doesn't pay for cosmetic improvement just to improve your looks. Well, you may have answered the question because they texted right back and they said, would insurance cover the Botox if I went that route to possibly take care of the drooping eyelid problem? But it sounds like uh, they could almost need surgery in some cases. Yeah, and typically insurance does not pay for any cosmetic improvements. They have to be functional improvements, and then most insurances will pay for it.
And I just Googled a picture of that drooping eyelid. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't realize that that can be such an issue for some people. And it often looks like it just hits one eye versus the other at times. Well, we are a little bit asymmetric. You know, most people will tell you one of my feet is a little bit bigger than the other one or my hands. If you look at your face in the mirror, you'll see it's not perfectly straight up and down it has a slight curve to it so it's a little bit asymmetrical and these types of things also develop asymmetrically where one side is a little worse than the other but typically when one needs to be fixed they both do and then in the information that I just pulled up, it said some folks have drooping eyelids because of diabetes. Some have drooping eyelids because of a stroke, some a tumor even. Uh, but there's a whole list of reasons, it looks like, why you could have drooping eyelids. Oh, absolutely. Some people have the opposite. Their eyes are open too much. These are people with thyroid disease. Or maybe they've had something called Bell's palsy, where they can't even close the eye, and it dries out because it cannot fully close. So there's a range of these problems. This is why you need to see, uh, you know, a physician who's experienced in treating all these different eyelid malpositions. Gosh, I, I think that would be a fear of mine, probably a lot of people not being able to close your eyelids. I can't imagine that. We, you know what? It, it becomes a sight-threatening problem where the surface of the eye, the cornea and the tear film dries out, can cause erosions, can cause infections, but it certainly causes poor vision, red eyes, and actual discomfort. Now, there are all different reasons for these things happening, but the majority of course, is the normal one, which is due to aging. But it is important. You can have things called uh, myasthenia gravis, autoimmune diseases that can make you feel very tired and weak, more so than the average person at the end of the day. And this needs to be treated medically. So there's, there's all these reasons why these things can happen. It's not just one. The majority is due to changes due to aging. But it's important that the other ones all get ruled out first, because if so, and they get treated, then lots of times you can avoid surgery. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe, local eye doctor, on the air with us. If you have any questions, text them to us right now, 615-893-1450. I, I can't count the number of times that you have said, you know, such and such problem when somebody called in, called in or texted to us is related to dry eyes you have said so many times that so many issues are tied to eyes simply being too dry you know and there's many different etiologies or reasons why you can get dry eyes i just said thyroid disease so people that have thyroid disease almost always have a dry eye problem people <clears throat> that are on Gosh, medications, probably about a tenth of all medications, which is a lot, cause dry eye problems. You can have these eyelid malpositions that can cause 
dry eye problems. They can have autoimmune diseases. Um, they can have worsening just from allergies, contact lens wear, previous surgery. Most people with LASIK surgery have a dry eye problem. And everybody I've ever met that's on a CPAP machine for sleep apnea because they leak and the air goes across the eyes at night have a dry eye problem. There's all these kind of reasons. But the bottom line is it affects your vision, your performance, whether it be at work, on the computer, for sports, what have you. You just don't see as well. Your eyes are uncomfortable. You can't read for that long. But there's easy treatments to most of these things, and we can make you better. That's one of the things we specialize is dry eye treatments. Here's another text. It says, for years we have let our dog sleep in our bedroom, and uh, she sleeps on the floor at the foot of the bed. But it hasn't been until just recently that I have started waking up unable to breathe, my sinuses completely blocked off or stopped up, and my eyes literally watering to the point that I can't get back to sleep. Could I have suddenly uh, gotten more allergic or allergic to my own dog? Well, I'll tell you, there's probably, you know, 10% of people listening to this radio show broadcast right now that'll tell you that I developed an allergy to this, that, or the other, and I've been around it for years. So yes, absolutely, you can be around something for years, and then due to weaknesses, decreases in your immune system, develop an allergy to it. So these happen, and they're quite normal. I guess as we age, we can develop new allergies, but there is nothing more uncomfortable than waking up with a totally stopped-up nose. Oh, yeah, you can't breathe. And if you do have a CPAP machine like we were talking about, where that pressurized air comes through your nose, then that's not working either, and you can't breathe, and you go right into sleep apnea again. Yeah, that's, that's so, no good. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, the sleep apnea, <clears throat> it's been shown even with the eyes, you have a higher risk of glaucoma. You have higher risk of little strokes to the capillaries in the retina of the eyes. But these things are happening all over your body. You have more risk of heart attacks. Uh, I think it's even been shown that it can uh, uh, make the onset of Alzheimer's and things like this earlier. So, you know, if you're snoring a lot or your partner is snoring a lot, get a sleep apnea test. And if it comes out where you need it and you get on the machine, then you got to get fitted right. But when you do, you'll never want to sleep without that machine again because it makes you feel so much better the next morning. And that would be a good thing. Dr. Craig McCabe on the air with us this morning. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, Dr. McCabe will be in studio with us for the next half of the show. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe, Murfreesboro Eye Doctor on the air. He is at Heritage Park Drive right here in the borough. And his address, 122 Heritage Park Drive. Again, more to come in just a minute. Time right now. 836. You're listening to WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947. 
WGNS powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. Looking to go solar? MTE's Pro Solar program is committed to educating members on the process and helping them achieve their renewable energy goals. Learn more about Pro Solar and your free consultation at mte.com/prosolar. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go, you can get pastas or chicken, you know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. TCAT has a brand new course. I'm going to be an emergency medical technician. For future emergency medical technicians. Thanks to TCAT, I'm going to become an EMT. It's a 300-hour program that can be completed in about four months. I'm becoming an EMT. The new program at the Tennessee College of Applied Technology paves the pathway for you to become an EMT. I'll be an EMT. You can learn the skills to become the next EMT through the new TCAT program in Murfreesboro. I appreciate TCAT. Visit tcatmurfreesboro.edu and click Programs. Hi, this is Mike Cutter. I'm the owner of the award-winning family-owned home care agency, Honey Hill Home Care. My daughter Becca and I started Honey Hill as a result of personal need and understand what you and your family are going through. Learn more at HoneyHillHC.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.38. You're listening to WGNS again on this Monday morning, today the 10th of July. We'll update you on the weather forecast in just a few minutes, but today temperatures should be in the upper 80s, and then tomorrow and the next day should be in the mid-90s. But by Friday, that's when we're going to see a heat index climb up to about 105 degrees. So a 105-degree heat index value possible this coming Friday. Our guest in studio this morning is Dr. Craig McCabe, local eye doctor, and uh, he's been talking about different issues related to the eye. And uh, as we come back from this break right now, we have another text message waiting for us. It says, as I age, I've noticed that my vision has been considerably more blurred. Is this normal? And is there anything I can do to take better care of my eyes? I'm only 45. Well, uh, gosh, you should be seeing 2020 <coughs> in the distance, whether it's uncorrected or best corrected with glasses or contacts, till you're about 85. Now, what happens to us as we age? And what's normal? Those are great questions. So, when you are just born, for the first two weeks, you see everything upside down and backwards, just like you're looking in a mirror and our eye sees things that way. But our brain, being the supercomputer that it is, after two weeks it learns, 
hey, that's not right. And it flips everything upside down and left to right around. And from then on, we see things normal like we do now. But isn't that interesting? That is. And then when you're one to three years old, you'll sit up like a foot from the TV and watch your cartoons, you know, <laughs> Wiley e. Coyote or whoever, you know. And uh, why do kids do that? Because it's like having an IMAX in your living room. And because you can, and it's comfortable for them. But what happens when they get to be five, six years old? They don't do that anymore. They back up. And actually, their eyes are starting to form a cataract. Because that's the one tissue that continues to grow in your body, but in a confined space. And as it gets denser, you can't focus as closely. So we move back from the TV a little bit. That's why they do that. Not from their moms yelling at them, hey, you're going to ruin your eyes, or they'll stick that way, or whatever those crazy wife tales are for that. And then when we get into high school and college and we do a lot more reading, a lot more close work, that can change the prescription. We may need glasses or may need a change in our glasses or contacts. And then as we get into the 40s, just like the person who texted us, that continuation of the growth of the cataracts has continued through these decades. But now you got to hold things further to read up close, not being further away in the distance from the TV, but now it's affecting your close range. And so about 45, if we didn't need glasses before, we need reading glasses now, cheaters, readers, something like that, because um, our arms just don't get long enough to do that. <laughs> And then what happens in our 60s and 70s? Then the cataracts get enough where they affect your vision where you can't see up close or far away very well, even with wearing the best glasses or contacts. And then you need to have the procedure to have those cataracts removed. But the great news is, is that we now have these high-tech, full-range vision lenses where you can go back like you're younger, where you can see in the distance and read up close without glasses. Just like Scott, your father, Bart, has done years ago. So the technology is there. We use the best and the latest uh, high-tech, full-range vision lens implants available. Uh, we would love to see you, to evaluate you for that and to help you with that. Some people actually get that surgery done before their cataracts are bad enough to get insurance to pay for it, which is a functional change like we talked about earlier, just because they're tired of dealing with readers or glasses or bifocals or whatever, and they've looked at the cost of those, and they say, hey, I would rather get it done earlier and not have to deal with them. So there's all kinds of reasons why people come in to get their vision improved. But if you're not seeing as well, yes, you need to go see the eye doctor and get that checked out. Maybe you got a dry eye problem, and that affects your vision. All kinds of things. But yes, get an eye exam. You know, get one at least every two years. And then as you get older, you may want to consider getting one every year and a half or every year. And that's if you have no problems and no family history of eye diseases. If you do, then you need to be seen more often.
And by the way, our number is 615-893-1450. You can call or text us. This next question, it says, first of all, do you treat children? And the second part of that question is, we have a new eight-month-old in our family. Can they fully see all around them or is their eyesight still developing and i know you just said a second ago that about how kids will be close to the tv when they're younger then they have to move back a little bit as they age so what could an eight month eight and a half month see yeah so they actually see quite well and it's actually very important at this age for them to get a good dilated thorough eye exam if there is a family history of what's called amblyopia or commonly called lazy eye where they've had an eye problem with both eyes looking straight ahead or focusing because that can run in the family that's got a genetic influence so if that runs in the family boy make sure you get that checked out uh, and I would say by a pediatric ophthalmologist of which there are uh, several good ones in Nashville uh, with some of the most respected at Vanderbilt. Uh, So in our office, we typically uh, see children or young teens, uh, say, after the age of uh, six or seven. And um, I don't do any of those strabismus surgeries. I, I have done childhood cataracts. So you can be born with cataracts. Isn't that interesting? And certain diseases can cause it as a child as well. But if your child is having a hard time picking up little things off of the floor or carpet, you know, go get them checked out. If there's a family history of eye diseases, absolutely. And let me say, the the pediatricians in our community um, have really stepped up their game and are looking out for this and do a good job. But if you have any question, ask them and they'll be glad to refer you on. So what if a parent has color blindness? Is that a concern that they should be looking out for for their child earlier than later? Yeah, so color blindness. Remember how I told you things typically ha- can have uh, racial predilections? Well, this is one that has a sexual one. Hmm. And colorblindness is mostly in men, rarely in women, probably 90% in men. Uh, And about one out of 20 uh, men can have some varying degrees of colorblindness. Typically, it's red-green, but in in other ones, which is less likely, it can be yellow-blue. And typically these are people where their socks don't match, their ties don't match, and they're not doing it to try to start a new style. They just can't tell the difference. Now, cataracts will do this when you're older, but colorblindness does it all your life. So, uh, and that's something, an easy color test. And I'll tell you, there's color tests you can look up, you can Google them if you want. Take it one eye at a time, have your glasses on or whatever, and... uh, you can do some of these things right online for free. But if you've got a question about it, then go see your doctor and get a formal test. Uh, this can be Im- important in other things. We just had a, I shouldn't say just, but a few months ago, a gentleman uh, come by for a special color test. He's uh, getting evaluated to go into the FBI. So certain uh, occupations require you not to be colorblind. Flying, I guess, would be one of those. 
Yeah, flying, uh, they want you to be 2020, 2025, uh, best corrected, have good depth perception. Um, those flying physicals uh, are pretty uh, frequent, and uh, they, they really do look after vision well there as well. And let me say, on these texts or these call-ins that you have, everything is fair game to do with the eyes, whether it's diabetes, cataracts, glaucoma, macular degeneration, glasses, contacts, dry eyes, what have you. Everything's fair game. If you've got a question about anything that's affected yourself, your loved ones, your neighbors, uh, your extended family, I'm sure there's others out there with the same issue that would like to hear about it too. Next question, is there any cure for colorblindness? No, as there is not for most genetic problems because we don't have very good genetic treatments at all. They're working on it, uh, but there is no cure for that. There are visual aids that can help you, some glasses with special filters, can uh, make you distinguish shades of these colors a little bit better. They kind of separate light gray and late, late light gray and dark gray to help you separate uh, red and greens and help you with that. So there are ways to help it, but there's no way to uh, cure it. Wow. And, and I know that there's some glasses out there that you can buy that may help with it. I guess that's one of those visual type aids that can help with it. But do they really help that much? They actually do help some people will tell you it's true, but you've got to have an accurate where they take their time to do this color test so that they know the frequencies of the visual spectrum that they need to try to enhance and spread out with certain filters in glass lenses to do this. It's not like, you know, everybody that's colorblind can put on colorblind glasses or something and make them better. So if, if you're seeing anything like that where people are trying to sell you stuff, I, I wouldn't spend my money on that. You know, it's interesting. We, whenever a, a number text us, we can see past questions they've asked on the air. And some of their past questions they've asked on the air have been in <coughs> regards to flowers in their garden. So I can't imagine being colorblind and then having a you know a keen interest on gardening and flowers but not being able to see the entire realm of colors that that'd be tough uh yeah just people who are now most of us aren't although i'm trying to get better educated taking care of our lawns you know we all want a deep green lawn and uh you know, luckily we've had some rain lately. If we haven't, all our lawns would be brown with how hot it is. <laughs> yes. We've been fortunate that way. Now, you wouldn't say that up in New York where they've had a half a foot of rain. But uh, we're fortunate it's been pretty good here. But, yes, uh, they can mismatch things and have little difficulties with such like that. You know what? That's one of the biggest improvements that people notice besides their vision being sharper when they have cataract surgery is that blues are bluer whites are whiter the world's more colorful and they're actually seeing the normal colors of things but they have a filter inside their eye that's filtering out the depth of these colors and it's the cataract it's a yellow kind of scrim or filter 
that fades these colors. And then when people get it done, especially in one eye first, then they're walking around, put one eye, one hand over one eye over the other, and say, yeah, I see better, but the colors are much brighter or more beautiful too. So that's a little secondary benefit you get from the cataract surgery as well. That would be really cool for somebody to be able to really see vivid colors for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you hear of these things where people get their first pair of glasses. You know, you may, you may not remember 90% of your teachers going through school. But you remember when you got your first pair of glasses. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's wild. <laughs> you're looking at the leaves. You're reading license plates. Watching movies again. Yeah. You're like, God, this is great. I can't believe I couldn't see that well. Nobody told me. Well, no one's going to tell you. You got to go get your eyes checked out once again. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us. If you have any questions, call them in or text them in. 615-893-1450. Here's another question. I understand that some places have a vision impairment simulator. Are you familiar with this? And if so, do we have one around here? And what's the purpose? You know, um, I guess to give you some empathy for what loved ones and others are going through. I've got a poster in my office, my favorite poster in the office, that lists macular degeneration, glaucoma, diabetes, strokes to the eyes, astigmatism, nearsightedness, farsightedness, all these kind of things, and it shows what it looks like to see through people's eyes that have that. Um, now, there are kind of fake little glasses. They're almost like those paper 3D glasses, you know, 15, 20 years ago we used to put on or the ones we get at Christmas time to make Christmas tree lights sparkle. But uh, that will show that um, that detriment to the vision. Sometimes they do that in your middle schoolers or they'll make them spend an, uh, a half an hour with a blindfold on or something like that. And uh, Boy, that's that's difficult. Everybody's got to lead them around. You know, there are a few restaurants in big cities where you have dinner in the dark. You can't see what you eat. I've heard of those places. I don't want to eat there. <laughs> no, you know what? The food doesn't taste as good. I could see that. Cause Just you, like smell yeah. is a big sense of taste because there's a lot of taste buds uh, for air traveling through your nose. You, uh, there's a lot of vision involved in your appetite of eating and huh. that's what they say all these you know cooking shows about presentation it's the visual aspect of it yeah they're not talking about the taste they're talking about the visual aspect so visions in everything we do and it has a lot to do with the enjoyment in most all that we do and without it less enjoyment have another question here uh, back to the color blindness. It says, where can you get those glasses for color blindness? And I, I know you said, I guess before you get glasses like that, you need to make sure you know exactly what color blindness you have and to what level. That's correct. So you, you get that through your eye care professional that does an accurate, thorough test for color blindness and uh, then they can uh, refer you on or get those glasses ordered that's pretty cool are they very expensive yes they're not they're not cheap because it's a rare thing and any of these kind of niche market things are never inexpensive right I, I could see well worth it though if they if they do help <clears throat> if it does make a difference in your vision 
but it's not like you get to send them back. <laughs> so that's why you want to make sure they're right to begin with. Another question here. Dr. Craig McCabe on the air with us this morning from McCabe Vision Center. This question says, I continue to have a lazy eye from time to time and can't figure out anything that leads to it, but it seems to come on randomly and it's been on and off for past few years. So uh, I guess question, what, what could lead to that and how do you fix it again? So the question is, do you have double vision with it or not? Are you getting migraine headaches or headaches from it or not? If it's not causing any problems, you've had this all your life. If it's starting to cause problems now, it's something new. And so those two things are handled differently. But if it does cause headaches, if it does cause double vision, and that's not improved with a simple pair of glasses that have what's called prism in it, Again, we fit several of those at our office. You have to be measured precisely for that. Then you need to have surgery. And the surgery is a very safe surgery. It's on the outside of the eye. It replaces the muscles on the outside of our eye that move it in the various directions that our eyes move. So it adjusts it so then they move together instead of separately to help uh, minimize or get rid of the double vision. And uh, that can be very worthwhile. We've had many patients that have had their lives improved with that that have had progressive worsening double vision or problems from a lazy eye. And again, anybody who has further questions, they can give Dr. McCabe's office a call, set up an appointment. <clears throat> it's easy to do. Go to his website, any of those things. But you're right here in the borough, and the number at your office, 904-9024-615 area code, of course. But uh, office is easy to get to on Heritage Park Drive. And as we close this morning, any uh, words of wisdom for listeners out there uh, that could help them out? Uh, well, I'd say if you have glaucoma, we just started, uh, we we're the first ones in the state to, new, to do a new glaucoma treatment called the iTrack Advance. Um, if you would like to have uh, good vision without wearing glasses, if you would like to have some of these eye treatments uh, where you don't need to use eye medications or eye drops, we have the latest technology for you. We would love to help you or your loved ones out just make an appointment. Give us a call, 615-904-9024. I've got an incredible staff that would love to help everyone out. And for the person asking about the colorblindness eye glasses, I'm sure that you could help point them in the right direction and get the proper diagnosis to order them the right glasses. That's right. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us. We'll post this on our website as a podcast in just a few minutes. And there we'll put a link to his website, phone number, and his address as well. But Dr. McCabe with McCabe Vision Center. And uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. Always enjoy it. And if you have any questions, write them down. We'll do it next month, second Monday of the month. Sounds good. Time right now, 9 o'clock. You're tuned to WGNS Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. We have more drums than anybody in the area, I guarantee. We have Ludwig, we have Gretsch, we have PDP, and what about cymbals? Oh, we have cymbals. Zildjian, Pasty, we have Soul Tone, we have every kind of cymbal you can think of. We have new, used. We are Music World and Drummer's Den. 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. 
Hi, this is Stan with Parks Auction Company, and by now you've probably heard our commercials and know that we are committed to helping you increase your investments. Call 896-4600 to set an appointment with me or one of my team members. That's 896-4600. Parks Auction Company. We handle everything. Attention all nurses. A hiring fair will be held at the VA in Murfreesboro on the Alvin C. York Medical Center campus on Thursday between 8 in the morning and 2 in the afternoon. The VA is looking for registered nurses, licensed practical nurses, and nursing assistants interested in outpatient, specialty, and inpatient care. This will be a walk-in hiring fair at the Alvin C. York Medical Center. The hiring fair is hosted by the VA Tennessee Valley Healthcare System on Thursday, July 13th from 8 until 2. 